handle the truth. That was quite the intro. That was quite, quite a little timer. Uh, <laughs> let everybody come in. Uh, I, hope, I hope it's working. It's not working on Facebook, unfortunately. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, that video? But, no, the live stream. It's not working on Facebook. Oh. Um, I don't know what is going on. But we got a, a very exciting episode today. I'm James, your host. Apologize. This is our first time using OBS, as you could tell. We got a sweet layout now. But today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Lindsey Graham, not the closeted homosexual, that's a rhino Republican, <laughs> the host of the She's So Right show and a true American patriot. Welcome to the show, Lindsey Graham. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for that super offensive intro video. <laughs> I figured you, you, you might be offended by that. You seem I like got- a person. I got a good laugh and it, it triggered something. So I sent you a video that someone else sent me about Michael Obama. Oh, big, big Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> uh, oh. A lot of people probably know your story already because it's been going on since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, but you've really made waves in the Patriot movement. And I, I love what you're doing because we need so many, so many more strong women to step up and fight for our freedoms and speak out against what's going on. So tell our audience a little bit about uh, your story. You used to be a salon owner, right? That is correct, yeah. I was um, a salon owner in Salem, Oregon. I had 25 chairs, um, 5,000 square foot salon. I had just spent about $100,000 renovating that space, moved into it, and had been there for oh, about only a year when, um, you know, America shut down. And so, uh, you know, it was two weeks to flatten the curve, another two weeks, another two weeks. And finally at six weeks, I said, dude, we're going to like have to start selling off our stuff. We're going to be broke. We're going to have to sell our house that we just built. Um, nothing is, not, no amount of government money is ever going to compare to, you know, what you can make as a business owner or what you, you do to provide for yourself and your family. So Never. at six weeks, I said, I, whatever, I'm opening my salon. I'm going to do hair. Uh, I'll let the other girls do hair if they want to do hair. Um, but I'm done sneaking around and I'm done being closed and losing everything we worked for for 15 years. So I reopened or I said I was going to reopen May 2nd. Um, and by May 3rd, it was like all over the news that I was going to reopen. And um, May 5th was like the planned opening date. I had a you know, state agencies at my door, May 4th, threatening to find me and um, start punishing me for what I was about to do <laughs> to the next day. You got punished? They were, what, were, what kind of punishments were they trying to, to bring on to you? Um, Oregon OSHA showed up when I was at the salon May 4th OSHA? cleaning or OSHA mm-hmm, and what said, is- if I open up that I would be charged, um, I think it was uh, $14,000. And if I didn't shut down and pay that and stayed open after that, they would find me $70,000 and they would red tag my doors. Red tags mean that they decide that the facility is too dangerous for employees to be in it. So it would be like barred up and locked. Under what grounds though? Under grounds that there was a, you know, mandate that, yeah, the China virus. Yeah. That, you know, that operating my salon was against the mandate and it was a, a danger to society. And that was early, like six weeks. You're before anybody. Yeah. The only person that had beat me to opening um, 
was Shelly Luther, but you know, she was the one that inspired me. I watched her do it in Texas. And even though she was going through all kinds of crap, I just thought, you know what, she's doing the right thing. And I'm sitting here thinking no one's got her back in Texas. Why aren't all the other businesses opening? And then I thought to myself, well, I'm a hypocrite. I'm sitting here closed down and, uh, and obeying. So that's kind of what inspired me to open. Did you ever think about kind of opening, but on the down low and kind of darken the windows out and doing clients out of the back? Oh, I totally, I I was already doing that. I papered up my windows and I was sneaking clients in the back and texting them. And um, it was just kind of like, this is ridiculous. I'm making 1% of what I should be making. And literally there was a police officer in the parkade and everyone freaked out and was like, they're going to come in and arrest us. I'm like, what exactly is our crime? Can you, like, it was just insane to live under that kind of paranoia and fear. And my common sense was like, no, seriously, like he's going to knock on the door and I'm not going to answer it. He can't break in. These ladies are doing hair. Mm-hmm. That's against the law. No, it's not. I'm like, there is no situation in which a police officer is going to come into the salon willingly and arrest us. So it's like every time there was, I was presented with some kind of threat, which there were plenty. I was threatened by every single state agency. I just kind of went... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't have the authority to do that. So I'm going to just ignore it. I'm not even going to address it. And I'm just going to keep working. And that is what I did. And only one thing stuck. And that was an OSHA citation, which I'm still fighting to this day. Um, but I refuse to pay it. It's been two years. I'm just not paying it. Um, but I'm also not fighting it legally either. But that's the only thing that stuck. I, I didn't have any other consequences. Well, that's what they do. I think they, they play by intimidation tactics. They mm-hmm. people and most people just oh wait, the police are telling me I, I have to do this. I get I guess I have to do this and and nobody yeah. questions authority and no one knows their rights. It's done on purpose, and everything that they try to do to you is completely to every American is completely unconstitutional. And thankfully that there's people like yourself who are willing to make a stand. Uh, Nick Nick and Anthony they opened up their salon as well. They were all over Fox. I don't know what happened to Nick. He clicked. That was, that was, bef- that was before I was involved um, with the salon. That was at his previous location, <clears throat> but we decided to go a different route because we saw this happening to good people like you and, you know, all other small businesses. So my gym uh, reopened at the height of the lockdowns for us. It was around I don't know, June or July and pe- people were packed in their shoulder to shoulder because they reopened or reincorporated the entity as a PMA. I know Nick mm-hmm. was talking about it pre-show, yep. but because everyone was a member, it's private, not open to the public, the public officials and their, their public rules and regulations do not apply. So similar to a country club or the Elks clubs, they were all open and serving drinks without liquor licenses and whatnot, at least in our state they were. So yeah. they went that route and we wanted you know, to have some sort of protection. So that's what we did. That's so smart. And, you know, all it took is like, all it took was a little bit of reading between the lines. Someone saying, you know, this is in writing. This is something you could do and having the, the, but the balls to do it. Like a lot of people said, Oh, that's a good idea. And that's true. And it's like, okay, then give it a whirl. You know, I was, I was certain that Kate Brown um, was going to try to shut us down again. And I, a lot of people said she didn't because she knew I would blatantly defy again, but I was like, so you you've opened treatment, like they didn't board your doors or anything like that. Nope. Mm-mm. Nothing. Was, was that something that you thought that they were going to do? Um, I, you know, I wasn't really expecting anything. I was just kind of taking it day by day. Like every day there was a new threat and I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that you guys would try that tactic, but okay. 
um, you know, like my lease, my lease was with the city of Salem and they issued me a, a paper saying that I was violating my lease by being open. And so I was going to get evicted. And I was like, huh, didn't think that you guys would, you know, jump on the like harass Lindsay bandwagon, but okay. Um, but yeah, I just never, I just, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into politics back then and I'm still not, but, uh, I was unaware that there were that many state agencies that could and would invoke their authority if they felt like they needed to. So what, what were some of the, the biggest threats that you got, uh, from government and from citizens of your town? Like Salem didn't like, you seemed like you had a big business. How big was your salon? Um, it was 5,000 square feet and it was 25, um, hairstylists. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Like how big is yours? Um, Fairfield is like 11 people and the front half of it's like probably 1200 square feet. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's well, that's, about yeah. 2,500 square feet. So they're 1200 square feet. There's that's um, not small either. That's pretty big. Uh, yeah. so 25. Wow. That's huge. Um, that's just the front half. So she yeah, has the whole, she has she has my whole place twice, yeah. Okay. Because she has a warehouse behind uh, his. Yeah, I have an, I have an online business where I sell products online. Oh, cool. Okay. Um. So, what were some of the biggest threats that you received from from government and from the citizens of your town, or was it people that were bust in, like George Soros, Antifa? Uh. Well, the number one, the biggest, the biggest government overreach was that Child Protective Services came to my house two days after I opened and um, questioned me, questioned my husband, questioned my five-year-old son illegally in his bedroom and then said they wanted to question my three-year-old daughter. And how did they, they, they get in the house? Uh, little miss didn't know anything was like, go ahead, oh. come on in. There's nothing wrong. Like I was so unaware that the, the overreach could be like this extreme that I just kind of was like, oh, this is ridiculous. You guys are just strong arming me. And um, I, I can't wait to answer your questions. You're going to see their house is perfectly clean and our kids are well fed. And um, But that was not the case. I mean, they they totally violated our, our privacy in our, our home. And when they said they wanted to come back to question my three-year-old daughter, I kind of lost it because I was like, dude, you've seen everything there is to see. There's no need to talk to my daughter. He went out to his car. He made a phone call. And which I thought would like close the case. He came back in and he gave me a piece of paper that laid out my right if um, my kids were taken away from me. Oh, what wow. did he say? James, I got a lot of feedback on this thing here. What's going right. on? I, I was I was trying to I'm trying to get Facebook going. Right. Uh, but uh, what, what did the paper say? It it basically was laying out like what are my rights as a parent if they take my kids away? Did you tell him to go fuck himself after that? Yeah, uh, I did file a lawsuit, and then they closed the case the next day. <laughs> yeah, I would take that as a threat to kidnap my kids, and he might get fucking assaulted. Yeah, so one thing you have to understand is two years ago, um, I was not at all the same person. Like, yeah, I got it. I was an innocent mom running a salon. I was not in politics. I was very naive. I was just trying to open my salon and work. And when all this stuff happened, it was kind of like – like massive red pill, like someone was dumping the whole bottle of red pills down my throat and I was just swallowing. And it's like, okay, now looking back, dude, my guns would have been cocked. Like there was no way he'd come in the house, let alone without, a, you know, a barrel down in his face. But I wasn't like that back then. I was just, 
very not educated. You're and, a good um, citizen trying to be a good yeah. American and just open your business. Yep, that's pretty yeah. much it. And now, I, now I'm now I'm activated. Have you heard of a PMA before? And did you get there when I was off? Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, yeah. Okay. We well, talked yeah, about and, um, We. I had a girl. There was a girl in Oregon here that um, opened her bar, and she did that. She did a PMA, and I was like, "Yeah, smart girl." It's a loophole. It's not even a loophole. It's in our custom. It's a yep. loophole. It's just a way to do it. Yeah, it's just the yeah. way to do it. The, 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 the government and the states have the loophole to extract yeah. more funds out of you and have a stronger grip on how you run your business by creating these licenses. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the loophole is to believe that you can only do business in the public. Yeah. Right. That's a real loophole. Well, they, I believe that, they, that there were, you know, let's call them loopholes or whatever we want to call them. But there was there was plenty of reading between the lines to be done. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope the next time around, if they try this crap, that people read between the lines um, and and get familiar with the Constitution, because the, the whole thing is completely unconstitutional and it should never be tolerated again by any means. No. Well, your your story is a perfect example of that. Like so many people are like, oh, this will never happen here in America. Uh, you know, I don't I, I, I was never really concerned with politics. I was never really concerned with my rights. But this just goes to show that because of what had happened to you, you had to take a crash course and learn rather mm -hmm. than if you had known beforehand, you wouldn't have been in the situation to begin with. You would have put hard stops on a lot of things that they tried to do just because you were ignorant to the situation. And that's how not, I would say 99% of Americans are today, even still after everything that's gone on. Right. And, you know, honestly, throughout that um, whole time, there was people trying to send me documents and send me paperwork and, oh, here's where your rights are. And then this and this. And I'm like, first of all, dude, I don't have time to read any of this. I'm literally fighting the government and the media and trying to actually run my business and, you know, take care of my family all in this one big, crazy, you know, two week period where it hit the fan. But what what really made the difference was that it didn't matter what the paperwork said or or what constitutionally was sound what mattered is that they tried to threaten me and i just kind of said i don't care what you're threatening me with i know that you don't have the right to threaten me i know that i don't have to answer to you um if you take my hair license i'm gonna do hair without a license like that's how much i don't trust government and i don't believe that you get to tell me how i can make my money and really it was more just me having um, and you know, I believe, I believe God was working in me doing this. Cause I'm, you know, I wasn't to just kind of say, bring it on. I'm not complying no matter what, because I know what's right. Um, whether I know it legally or not, I know in my heart, what's right is that I have the, the ability and I have the right to provide for my family and to preserve my life, liberty and happiness. And that's what I'm going to do. And because I didn't bow down. It just turns out that they really were bluffing and they were trying to intimidate me because that would have made life so much easier if they were to have intimidated me and I would have shut down. No one would have been inspired. Everyone would have said, yep, okay, we better just sit down and shut up because what happened to her. But it was just more like, bring it all on. I, I don't, the more you come at me, the more I realize you're trying to shut me up as opposed to just trying to figure out if I'm really being unsafe for the community. And the more you expose that part of your agenda, the stronger it made me to say, uh, this really needs to stop if if this is how adamant you are that, you know, I can't do hair, but yet Walmart and Costco are open. Like, it's not about safety. 
it never it's about music line. Yeah, it never was. It never made sense. We were talking. I'm, I'm sorry it. if you're going over the same thing twice because I had a I had to restart my computer or something happened to my computer. But did you now? Where do you live now? And now I live in Arizona. So we moved um, about three months, May, June, July, August, four or five months after this. Um, I moved to Arizona because uh, the CPS case was closed, but um, because I became a national public figure and apparently for conservatives, um, when George Floyd riots started, BLM posted online that they were going to burn my salon down and kick my ass. And it was like, oh my gosh, I just spent two weeks fighting 24 hours a day, nonstop the government to keep the salon. I'm not, it's not going to be burnt down. So I did a call to arms on Facebook and 400 patriots showed up outside my salon armed and um we protected the whole did any, did any protesters show up uh they did but they mar they marched by nobody messed with us nobody messed with any businesses no windows were broken no one was looted no one it's was funny shot. how armed armed people can make that happen mm -hmm. isn't it interesting right and yet yeah. armed people are the violent people even though no one was shot so um so after that, of course, I became, you know, according to the left, a white supremacist and a white nationalist and we know this. all the things, of course, because so I cared more about- So you didn't start about, specializing in braids and hair straightenings? Yeah, I cared more about my money than black lives. That was the agenda. That was the narrative. But I mean, that's the, the, the dumbest narrative I've ever heard. Like, you still right. provide for, you, for your family. Like you James, still, go ahead. literally people were posting on Facebook. I don't care. I don't know why you care so much about your hair salon. Don't you have insurance? Like, like, like these people have a right to burn down my salon and I can just claim insurance. Oh yeah. Like no, how privileged of me. Well, don't they have life insurance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, a <good> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. You got to move to the East coast for about a month or two. You'll get quick. Yeah, snappy. Back <laughs> so, so out of the 400 people, were most of them locals, like the people that you knew in the neighborhood in, in, in your local area, or, or was most it of them were local, but I didn't know any of them. So, like the three percenters showed up, the proud boys showed up, like a couple motorcycle gangs showed up, a bunch of veterans, <laughs> a bunch oh of ex police. God. Like, dude, the it was legit. Boys. And then there's little old me, my little hat, like. Is that in rooftop Koreans? I yeah, I saw a picture of you with your AR. Was that from uh, from that that night you posted the other day? Yep, yep. Uh, and that was that was like that photo was hilarious because um, it wasn't my AR. It was one of the one of the military uh, veterans that was like running ops, and he was putting people up on the parkade and sending people to different businesses. And he's like, "Hold my gun, really quick!" And I was like, eh. And I mean, I know gun safety, so it's not like that was a dangerous thing to do, but I was carrying a pistol. I wasn't carrying an AR around, but he just, he loved that shot of me holding an AR outside my salon. That's a great shot. That's a nice gun. Yep. Yep. It was. So with all these people that showed up, uh, did, was there any threats later on? Like, I feel like they would, you know, rally the troops and come back another day. Or was that like the only time that they really pushed that kind of violence and burning down neighborhoods? Um, well, BLM and Antifa at that time, the, remember the George Floyd riots? Like they went yeah, on for days and up. days. So those guys had to be outside my salon every night for, I want to say five, anywhere from five to seven nights. Holy crap. Yeah. So it was, it was a nonstop threat. Uh, how close are you to Portland? We are an hour from Portland. So they were, there were bus, bus loads of Antifa coming from Portland down to Salem.
I believe it. George yep. sponsored by by Georgie Soros. Yeah. Yep. Seriously. No, it really is. People don't understand this. There's literally videos of Antifa screaming, George Soros, pay us our money. George yeah. Soros, pay us our oh money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's wild. Like, these these people are – how do you think that these basement dwellers, these kids that live in mommy's basement, show up to all these places all with the same shirts covered in black with these uh, same signs, everything, ready to yeah. go. And within fully minutes, equipped. Yeah, yeah, fully equipped, ready to go. It makes absolutely no sense. So was this just – because you own multiple businesses, correct? Yeah, we had at this time, and this is a big reason why we opened because our whole livelihood was businesses and they were all shut down. I had my, I had my 25 person salon. We had just opened a gym in January. So it was only open two months and got shut down. And that was huge. It was like a, I think a 12, 12 to 20,000 square foot gym. And then we had four tanning salons. So like it was full lockdown for us. You guys grinded out there, huh? Yeah, we had hustled. Yeah. That's why the, the, the lockdowns hurt so bad. I was like, dude, we've been working for 10 years to get to this point in our career. And then to have it all just like every day you watch it slowly crumble apart. And and you just you know that if it keeps on going at this rate, if we if we stay closed, we're gonna need to sell something to pay our mortgage. Okay, we're gonna we've worked really hard for a boat. We're gonna have to sell our boat to pay our mortgage. Oh, now we're gonna sell the new car I just got because I just had a baby. Like all this work, and then the government says, "Sorry, like figure it out." That's what I really tr- I, I felt the agenda was to diminish the small businesses because that's the backbone of this country. Yep. And and everyone just fucking fell for it. Yep. And I was um we had I did my radio show today in Arizona and uh, we talked to Monica Crowley and um she's from Fox News and we talked a lot about the um, agenda of the pandemic pandemic. And I said, you know, business owners are, they're the free thinkers. They're the ones that don't want to work for anyone. They're the ones that can read between the lines. Um, they can assert authority over themselves, right? No one's they can, also, they can also make their own money. Yes. So here's so the deal. Like the average person gets taxes taken out of their paycheck. Yep. Right. So if you make everyone have to work for an Amazon or a Costco or a big box corporation, mm-hmm. now you're extracting funds immediately from all the yep. workers. Yep. There's no hiding of funds. Yep. Right? So the government now has complete control. And now these companies are being controlled by the government. So essentially the government controls everybody through these corporations. Exactly. Right? And when you killed all those small business owners, they still needed to work, right? So what did they do? They went and found a job underneath someone. Well, now they're now they're a slave to that employer. So if that employer has mask mandates or vax mandates, they now have to answer to that person as opposed to being a free thinker like me who never enforced masks on my clients or my stylists. And I said, guess what? I'm not your boss. They were independent. Um, and I don't want to be responsible for enforcing that stuff. It's not my job anyway. And the government's not paying me. So- yeah. Now you take these small business owners from a place where they can make their own decisions to putting them underneath a company, a corporation, and now they have to obey because someone else is calling the shots. You took away a whole massive thousands, millions section of people that could think critically and set their own rules and defy the Uh loss. Here we go. Well, it, it, it was definitely by design to do this. I and mean, you look at the East Coast where we're from, it's all mom and pops. Like mm-hmm. I moved out to Vegas, it's all corporations. Like there's no, there's there's very few mom and pops. They're they're out here, but they're not. Well, there's a lot more. less than there used to be. Oh, and, yeah. 
New York, lot. New York, and New Jersey. It's literally like every corner is a mom and pop pizzeria, restaurant, there uh, is. hardware store, whatever it may be. Bodega. Bodega, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> and after the pandemic, like there's people in New York that had rest family owned restaurants since the early 1900s that had to go under and close down and they'll never reopen ever so again. Sad. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's it destroyed like legacies, you know, parents opening businesses, leaving to their kids, their whole family legacy is destroyed. Ugh. And by no choice of their own, that's what gets me. It's one thing to make a choice. All right, this business isn't working. It's failing. Let's close. Let's adjust. It was taken away and people are not mad enough about that. It's having something repossessed that you've paid for. <laughs> Yeah, the sweat equity too. It's not just that you pay. And they for never it. saw it coming, like the generations before. But we are the people that learned the lesson, and it's our responsibility to make sure those that come after us learn those lessons as yeah. well. Yeah. And to, like you said, read between the lines or understand how you can do business in the private. Or I'm sure there's other avenues that we haven't even thought of. Right. Agreed. It's the fact that the Constitution was written so brilliantly. And everyone just forgot all about it. Mm -hmm. Well, they're trying to yep. censor it any way they out can. Out of fear, out of fear, not fear of the, the pandemic or COVID, out of fear of uh, government punishment, government. the consequences. Yep, what, what's going to happen to me? And and I'm not the best example because cancel culture is really what ruined me, not the government. But I mean, I have no regrets. I we lost, we closed all those businesses, we sold them, we I closed, I had to close my salon, and we moved away. But not because they won, because honestly, because God had a bigger path for me and this is all part of it. And but mostly because of cancel culture. And I went, how sad is that, that as one person, um, I could overcome government tyranny for two solid weeks straight, hit after hit after hit. And yet my own community is what ruined me. The people. That's really sad. The people that you you probably have known for years that did, wouldn't stand up for you didn't didn't have the courage to fight back and they were scared yeah uh, we talked to the miseros as, as well they're the family i don't know if you heard them mm -hmm. yeah i've interviewed her okay yeah joey lynn's and and robert are good good friends of ours and uh you know you hear you hear their story even the people that were on the trump train with them they don't want to stand up and be witnesses or that's disgusting. That. I think that's just disgusting. I think I, I think that if one person or two, or two people are taking the hit for thousands of others and your only job is to just vouch for them and you can't do that. Cowards. That's that's yeah, that's just so cowardly. Cowards. We we were going to our salon. I I sold a salon a, a year ago and me and the, my partner decided to open up. I don't know if you guys brought that up before when I was gone. So we got voicemails. <laughs> fucking first of all, people were showing some love, but people were calling up and leaving a voicemail on their machine saying, I hope you all fucking die. Yeah. And the owners and their family too. Yep. Oh, so I, I, I probably have. have. I have a really I, nasty voicemail. Do you still call them back? I still harass them. We put one of their phone numbers on air last week. That was oh, a different guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I call have... this guy Close all enough. the time. Oh my gosh. That would be. Oh, let's call him right now. Can we? <laughs> Yeah, we, I don't give a fuck. Call him. Call him up. Go ahead, Nick. Call him up. <laughs> okay, will I be able to hear him? Yeah, yeah put, put, it on put it on speakerphone. Wait, so Hello. he called your salon and called you, like said, I hope you die. You're blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Okay. So he calls him up and met like a random hours in the middle of the night. He'll call <laughs> him up and just fuck with him.
Come on, Glenn. Come on, Glenn. Your call has been. Oh, fucking Glenn. Dang fucking it. Man. You should have left him a why are you gay? Yeah, what? why are you gay? <laughs> he knows your number now. He's never going to answer. Oh, it's blocked. Uh, they, your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Fucking Glenn. Eight, five, six, two, eight, seven, nine, seven, two, four is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Glenn, sounds doing great. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, do you guys want to hear? Um, do you want to hear the nasty voicemail that was left t- t- to me? Yeah, yeah. I that's sure. Okay. Oh wait, no, this is the wrong one. Never mind. <laughs> That's Sean for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's 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 fantastic. He does the Trump impersonations. Yeah, listen, best. listen. Isn't that funny? Sometimes I can't believe that that's not Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, just, just, <laughs> it's so disappointing. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, shoot. I had another really great, dirty, nasty voicemail. I finally probably got rid of it. What did they say? Oh, she was like old and senile, and she says, oh, what did she say, man? I have it on my Instagram. I do have it on my Instagram. Um, I hope you contact COVID and die. You're a selfish C-U-N-T. All your stylists. I not say that. I was about to say cunt here. Yeah. I know. That's she might okay. not want to. <laughs> it, Feels was, good. it was pretty vicious. It that's what I like to say to people. <laughs> this show's very offensive. Yeah, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> is that amazing though? These and these people want like peace and love and yeah, be safe, acceptance and equity. And we're bringing bringing people together through offending everyone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the only way to do it. It's literally the only way to do it. Um, so. What are you doing now? You got a lot of things going on. You're the host of the She's So Right show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you're you're doing some, you got some big things in the works. So so tell everybody what you're doing now. And, and I want to get into uh, how people, how more people get involved and get, get activated like you have. So tell everybody what you're doing now. Okay. So yes, I have a podcast called She's So Right show. Um, and we are two, it's, so it's two women. It's Brandy Barclay and I. We're speaking up about conservative values against the indoctrination of kids. I mean, all things conservative, like, I mean, you name it, we, we talk about it, even the, the sensitive stuff. Like I know transgenderism shouldn't be censored. Like it shouldn't be sensitive. It is, it is though. Like people don't want to talk about those things because they don't want to offend anyone or offend a certain class of people. And I'm like, well, there's like our there are some things that are very distinctly wrong with that movement and we're not afraid to talk about it. So um, do you think we do that offended by our intro. I think, I think, I think some people would be, they would be leftists would be, I think Michelle Obama would be. And, um, RuPaul, that other dude that is Rachel Levine, Rob Levine, oh, big Mike. That, yeah. <laughs> Whoever all those people are, I try not to know them. All those dudes would be offended. You're hundred percent right though. Like, 
they're less than 1% of the population. Mm -hmm. like and we are catering to them. There's a whole month. Like, look at what this month has turned into. It's, mm -hmm. this, it's not Veterans Month? No. no it's also not I like Straight People is. Month. Nope. <sighs> it's not, you know, Moms, Married Moms Month. I think no. that my choice to be a married mom Birth is people. very Birth respectable, people. and I'm proud, but I don't get a month. It's black is. Oh, you got it wrong. It's called Birth People Month. Oh, that's Traditional right. values I forgot, month. I forgot that men can have babies. Lindsay, I'm a trans-dimensional trans -dimensional gender neutral unicorn. I'm allowed to speak on all things victim. That's how it oh works. Yeah. Um, that's how it works. It's how there's the level of victimhood. You're allowed to speak on the victimhood. So I'm a trans- I, feel, I actually feel really bad. I misgendered you. I thought you were a transgenderism Michigan non-binary <laughs> leprechaun. I'm fighting hard. He does look you, Irish. You know the whole the whole the flag that has new colors every other day. Yeah. And another letter added to the LGBTQ alphabet people thing. Mm -hmm. I'm very I'm feel underrepresented. Under okay. underrepresented. There's no trans dimension of gender neutral unicorn colors. There's no not uh, yet. Yeah, we're fighting for you know what. No July will be your month. Let's make jo July your yeah, month. Yeah, we're gonna fight for July. Yeah. Let's do yep. it. So, Lance, what? Uh, under, under, how long have you had your show for? Your podcast? Uh, only about seven months. Okay, and so yep, we're. What's that? It's on the Patriot Podcast Network. It is on Patriot Podcast Network. It's on Frank Speech. It's on YouTube are and you, Rumble. Are you doing any other businesses right now? Um, have you opened anything up in Arizona? Let's see. No, I don't. We don't have any brick and mortar businesses. When we moved to Arizona, I literally had Antifa tracking me. So um, I had news reporters tracking me. I, I knew that as soon as I did anything in Arizona, they were going to blow it up again. So we um, we did real estate investing down here. And then I very, very quickly felt felt intensely that God was calling me onto some kind of like conservative activism path. So um, are you monetizing he, your, your, your show through like sales um, of e-commerce or anything? No, we're, we're not very good at that. We could use some help. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I wrote a book about everything. I keep looking up. So I'm trying to grab the book, but a um, little book, little book plug. Nice. Oh, plug it away. Where, where it's, can everybody pick it up? Pl absolutely. Plug, plug it away. I would suggest buying it on patriotbarbie.com because I sign and ship out each book myself as opposed to communist Amazon. So just yeah. buy it directly from me because I'm not a communist. Yeah, um, idea. And then let's see. Yeah, the show that I started working for 2A Shield, and you know that it's a self-defense membership program. I'm the spokes spokeswoman and the director of affiliates. So I recruit affiliates and partners with them. With, and we are now an affiliate. We are now business partners, you yeah. and I. Yes, we explain are. a little more about that. Yes, so these boys are are, are fresh. Okay, so, so it's awesome. Do you, do you know what USCCA is? Yes. Okay, that's like the biggest, you know, self defense membership for gun owners program in America. But we're we're actually better than them because um, if you have to use any weapon at all, your hands, a knife, a bat, a gun, in self defense. And if you get accused or prosecuted or tried for that, um, the membership will cover your attorney's fees. So USCCA does that as well. But if you plead out, which happens in 95% of cases because you get a lesser charge if you plead out, if you plead out or you are found guilty, they want their money back. And we don't, it's called a clawback and we don't have clawback. 
So if you are tried, we pay your attorney's fees no matter what, no matter what happens. Everybody um, in New Jersey should have this because in New Jersey, if someone breaks in your house and tries to rob you and you shoot them, if they don't have a, a weapon and they're not armed, you get charged with murder. Are you serious? Yep. That's insane. Yeah, but mm -hmm. then you just put the knife in their hand and lay them their body on yours. Thank you. We'll pretend that we didn't hear that, yeah. but yes, that's exactly what you would do. Yeah, yes. they can't prove that I did that, so they can go fuck themselves. But, <laughs> but I would actually. That I, dare would be you, I dare you to just to stick it to the man, Nick. I dare you to put a butter knife in his hand. <laughs> butter knife. <laughs> I put a spoon. Damn. I know it would be a great event. We had a weapon because we do have a private salon. I would love to do an event at the salon for women to teach them how to handle a gun, gun safety, yep. things like that. You could do that, right, yep. at a PMA? Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want at a PMA. That's right. Yeah. How to do a blowout, how to blow out your own hair. Oh, my gosh. How to do and a blowout and a blowout. And up. how to speed load a 50 cal. <laughs> Belt fed. <laughs> but no, oh I, think, I think that, that kind of education uh, is really beneficial for people. Perm, no perm, perm and pew pew. Yeah, there you go. Pew pew and perms. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of women. There are guns in the houses, and men too, but they have no idea how to handle a gun. And mm -hmm. the, the most important thing is, if they fire a gun off in a in a home, how loud that is, and the ringing in their oh. ears, they're not used to that. Right. Even even the kickback for a female mm -hmm. with our hands. I mean, you want to talk about gen being there being two genders? Like men are built different. The kickback and the way feels to fire a gun for a woman is very very different like it radiates up your arm into your shoulder and you wake up the next day sore like your whole body's sore as if you rode a horse all day it's yeah. really weird without without a doubt and and people don't realize that there it's way more than just being able to shoot accurately because if someone breaks into your house or someone tries to come and get you nobody factors in the adrenaline factor mm -hmm. nobody thinks talks about that and when your adrenaline is that high if you've never been in high adrenaline situations people shut down they freeze they 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 can't react they have no idea what's going on so if if handling a firearm is not second nature to you it's not something that you can do just on instinct you're you're already dead in the water if someone you, comes go ahead. you are the chick in every movie that goes if you take one more step i'll shoot okay yeah. if you take one more i'll shoot that's if you okay, can one more, I'll shoot. And then before you know it, they're like hugging. And you're like, wow. My girlfriend, she got when she was younger, someone broke into her house and she couldn't even call 911. She froze because the oh adrenaline was so high. She's never been in a high adrenaline situation. And this is why police officers fire too quickly because their adrenaline is so high. They've mm -hmm. never, like in training, you can't really simulate that adrenaline si simulation. So people, you, your, your emotions, you, you react differently. You think differently in those high. And they're also scared. Yeah. Well, that's the adrenaline kicking in. Absolutely. Well, uh, and that makes, that makes every single home break in completely the, the intruder's fault because you put that homeowner in a situation where they are scared. They are terrified. They are panicked. And if you get shot because they're terrified and panicked, you caused that. Therefore mm -hmm. you're the reason you got shot. I mean, 100%. I rest my case, Your Honor. It's it's out of control. No, New Jersey is just as strict as California and New York. It's it's terrible. It, to get a concealed carry license is next to impossible. Wow. Um, have you ever heard, you ever heard of a burner? Yeah, mm -hmm. we had this last week, Nick. Oh, for it's her, not you. You jerk off her. It, it's for queer. <laughs> the burners are for queer. No, I no, not. It's, it's, it's a CO two uh, powered gun. Oh, okay. It's but a it launcher. Yeah, it shoots yeah. either pepper balls or like kinetic rounds. Oh my gosh, that sounds fun. It Pretty does. Cool. 
and we're gonna leave James out of it. So and it's legal. So you could just walk into a random like Walmart with it. It's not a with you. firearm. It's called. It's yeah. a launcher, technically. So and you like can, this- if you, yeah, you don't have to be worried about being arrested or having a license for it. But if you get mugged, it's a pretty good second choice. Yeah. To have. Well, well I mean, no, and if you're if the state, if the state or the city is going to restrict your ability to defend yourself, and you have to do whatever means necessary, that's uh, that's their problem, not yours. I, I bring an axe everywhere I go. Good. <laughs> I would think, yeah, that would be helpful. No, it, it needs to change. We need we need better two A laws. I shall not be infringed. Is mm-hmm. shall not be. Well, it's going in exactly the opposite direction. Yeah, it is. Yep. Well, this, so by the way, 2A Shield covers government confiscation too. So theft, um, theft of your weapons from your home or your car or by the government, and it's covered. Yeah. So, I mean, this was an easy company for me to join because it's like, it sells the, the the memberships sell themselves and recruiting people to get on board with something like that is very, very simple. How much is a membership? What's that? How much is a membership? They are $39 and $49 a month. Make sure you use code WPRUSA at checkout. (laughs) (laughs) You got to throw your little link up there, James, next time. I got to put it in the the scroll wheel here. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. You have a scroll wheel still? I don't have one anymore. Well, yeah, the scroll scroll wheel is there. But my screen's all fucked up. How do they do they do anything with uh, people that have uh, felonies? You're asking Gosh, for a I friend. Think, yeah, asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> actually, not for a friend. <laughs> if you have a felony, you are not legally allowed to own a firearm. Isn't that correct? Yes, and it's stupid because I have a marijuana felony from when I was 21 years old. And uh, I guess you're getting a fucking burner, then, huh? And uh, no, I'm going to get my felony expunged and removed. But I'm curious to see if Two A Shield does any work with any well, people. It says that they cover all legal uh, weapons. So I'm thinking that yours wouldn't qualify as legal. I don't know. That's That's my my assumption. But your hands, your hands would be covered. Like if you punch a guy that breaks into your house, your hands are your weapon. A knife is a weapon. Your axe is a weapon. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I mean, that's that's fantastic coverage. They can't you're, even yeah. if they try to civil sue you, it's covered. To to me, the culture in America, I'm like, I need this because I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch slap someone in Walmart one day, and I'm like, okay, I'm covered. I'm good. I'm 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 insured. There's the insurance. Insured. Um, we're gonna have to drop you guys from the people. Uh, it's just not cost effective for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a super, like a Wonder Woman move to all slap her and then I'll go to a shield. Yeah, you might be a little quicker, a little like quicker to pop her. Shield. A, little, a little commercial, like some you're sparkles. You're deciding, uh, should I smack her? Should I not? Uh, two A, fuck it. Boom. I'm covered. Yeah, I'm covered. Like I've already got. I've already got the guy on. I've already got the guy on the line. Hey, is this covered? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Jake from Two A Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you packing? Yeah, right. Oh god. So you you were in the firearms before you had this issue with the shutdown and trying to protect your business, correct? Yes. Um my I come from a law enforcement family. My dad is retired law enforcement. Um both all three, my two brothers, my dad were all military, and then one of my brothers was military police. So branch of service. Uh, 
uh, Army and Air Force. So I've grown up around guns and I've grown up around those are, cute. you know, those are cute. <laughs> oh, let me guess. You're either, hold on with that comment. You are Marine. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> gave it away. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Gave it away. Oh so, no, but that's awesome. So you're, you've been around firearms for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Since so for, I mean, my dad was a cop when I was like five. So a lot of listeners have not. What advice can you give them from female to female that they should do? Um, I would, so I carry a really small gun and my husband thinks that's hilarious. Cause he's like, that's not going to do much damage. I'm like, yeah, but I'm comfortable with it. And all that I need to know is that I will fire it if I need to, cause I'm not scared of it. And I think for women, big guns and heavy guns can be very intimidating. And honestly, sometimes when you're, when you're pulling back it, it, they're jammed so hard that it's, it's hard to do of sound mind. I can't imagine being panicked. Um, so I would say go find, go to a, a shooting range where you can actually try out guns and shoot them and then decide which one you're going to get and then practice with it so that you are comfortable. Because I really believe that even, even if you're very, very comfortable, you're right in that state of panic and paranoia and adrenaline, um, you still might not make very good choices, but at least you know how to handle the weapon that you're holding. So instinct, do you do a lot of dry fire drills at the house? No, I don't. I actually don't get to shoot very much anymore since um, having all three kids. I have a, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a, two, and a two-year-old. Oh wow! So That's yeah, so I don't get to go to the range very much anymore. Boys, girls, mix. Uh, boy, girl, boy. Oh wow! You got your hands full over there. Yeah, we're raising little lions though. That's amazing. That's when do you uh, when do you think a good time is to get get a farm in their hands? 12, 13, 14? Um, well, we show them ours now so that they know what they are. And then there's no desire. There's no mystery to it. Um, I would say firing it. Yeah. Probably more like 12. So when I say, when I say a dry fire, like they have rounds that you could put in your, in your gun, your, your pistols, your ARs. Whatever. Alec Baldwin had them. Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin definitely had one. Oh yes. That turned out well. No, uh, <laughs> Alan actually sent me a from Great Divide podcast. Shout out to Alan. Um, he showed me one that actually you can has when you dry fire it, it has a laser that connects to your phone and it's pretty accurate as far as target practice goes. Oh so man, you, that'd be cool. You can literally dry fire in your house, practice unloading, reloading, like drawing drawing from your hip. Wow, that's um, cool. And that would be amazing. That I actually have not heard much about that. That'd be that so cool. Well, I knew about dry fire. They're like little rubber bullets, but I never saw about one that actually has target practice because we were talking about the Uvalde shooting. And I was like, how did this guy who's never, who, who's a clearly a liberal maniac, uh, get a, a couple $5,000 rifles and get the red dot sights and have those all zeroed and ready to go to fire. Cause like you can't just put on a people. Most people don't even know that you can't just put on a site and like look down the yeah. site and have it. Be right. out. Like people think when you pick up a gun, it's already ready to go. Like you, I bought the gun. It's got a red dot on it. I'll be able to shoot and aim accurately and, and hit my target. That's not right. how it works. You have to zero it. So I was, I was bringing the argument and Alan was like, no, actually you can get these dry fire rounds that have target practice that you can zero it with these with your phone and it's pretty accurate man that'd um, be really cool all right you, i've got a new hobby now yeah alan <laughs> sent me the link I'll, I'll send it to you yeah, send uh, it to me. but don't don't come over to my house in case in case i pull an alec baldwin yeah we don't want <laughs> alec baldwin situations <laughs> definitely not be good i don't want to die today 
<laughs> so with where you're at right now in Arizona, um, have you been getting a lot of support from your community or is it more so that you're still so new? Uh, no, every- this, no, like the amount of networking that happened the minute I moved to Arizona has been unreal. Like when, when I moved here, the very first event I was invited to by a stranger was a political fundraiser. And I started making connections that have followed me to this day. So it's been about a year and a half that we've lived here. And I swear to you, there is nothing you could do, but credit God, because it's, it's unfathomable what has happened in my life since I moved here and the path and the people and the exact timing of who I'm aligning with. I know without a doubt that I am supposed to live in Arizona. I was supposed to have been the chick that stood up to government mandates and I was supposed to write this book and I'm supposed to be on podcast, um, you know, preaching the good word and conservative values and Every day that I wake up is something new that's happening and it's like, it's, it's such a more purposeful life and more fulfilling life. Um, I loved doing hair. I struggle with the fact that I don't do hair anymore and that I left behind a career that I was very, very good at, but I am certain that God orchestrated everything the way he did so that I could be here doing what I'm doing because it's such a blessing. And like I said, it's so purposeful. Well, God shows you definitely for a reason. And we, like we talked about at the top of the show, not many people are capable or have the balls to stand up to the government. Like you have mm-hmm. um, most people cower and back down. And it's, it's amazing how God works because you were doing so well with your businesses. You were crushing and I'm mm-hmm. sure everything shut down. Like you felt like you hit rock bottom. Like if po- it was probably meant for you, your family, your kids, everybody and two years old. So you were probably pregnant at the time. So we had just had, um, we just had my third ranger. He was, he was eight weeks old wow. when I decided to reopen. And that was a lot of that was because too, I had taken a month off, um, to have him. So I'd already had a month off. And then it was like, oh, another two weeks. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll just have some extra time with my baby. And then it was six more weeks. And I was like, yeah, I don't get uh, paid maternity leave, bro. So this is not going to fly. And I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, I'm obviously restless at home with three kids and a new, two kids and a newborn. But when you say like, yeah, you're doing well with your businesses. I think it's important that I recognize and that I tell people I wasn't just doing well. We had somehow, we were at the peak of our careers before lockdowns, like not just doing well, like doing supremely perfect. We had just built a custom home. We, yeah, we had opened that gym that was going to be a retirement plan. Um, I invested a hundred thousand dollars into my new salon location. I had 25 chairs. I had 25 girls. I had just started my own hair extension company and I was selling hair extensions from outside of the salon. And I had a hundred thousand dollars in hair sitting in the, in the salon. Um, that's why I didn't want BLM to loot. If you can imagine, like there was nowhere to go. I loved all that hair. Uh, wouldn't it have been good? I still have some of it. If you need some, (laughs) I'm retired. Yeah. Let's talk, Nick. <laughs> I have, I have still have about 30 grand in hair I need to get rid of. So that's wholesale. But um, like we, everything was amazing. It was, it was like, okay, we can just rest easy now. Let's just, 
enjoy what we've worked for. There's nothing else to do. There's no where else to go. I can't expand my salon. I can't hire any more girls. I'm maxed out. You've opened the gym. We're not going to open another gym. It's perfect. And that's when we got shut down, like at the peak of our career. So what was that like for your family and everybody like that was involved, like the kids? How did everybody take that? Um, the kids have done very, very well with everything. With the move, they're much happier in Arizona. I knew they would be. Um, they, they're pretty resilient. And uh, for the most part, I think that the only real memories that they're retaining now is that mommy became Patriot Barbie. So, Patriot Barbie. They're like obsessed with Patriot Barbie. They they run around telling people, "My mommy is the Patriot Barbie." And I'm like, "Oh, don't tell anyone that. What if they're a liberal? Gonna attack yeah, me." More more of a reason for them to tell them. That's we right. That's true. Be, we need to be louder more than ever. So. My, Go ahead. My son, um, my eight-year-old son, he took a piece of paper and he wrote on it in Sharpie, the Patriot Barbie lives here with an arrow. And he went and like stuck it to the bush outside. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) That's going to get you. (laughs) Bad idea. No, It's sad sad that that'll get you in trouble. Like I I don't wear any Trump or Patriot stuff when I'm going to get food because I'm Mm -hmm. scared. They're going to spit on it. I don't put any decals on my car because I'm scared people are going to, you know, slash your tires or smash your mm-hmm. window. Yep. It's sad that you can't, you can't do those things because people will literally destroy your property or, or, or what you're eating, whatever it may be. It's like when that's when not very people, inclusive of them. No, not at no. all. It, hmm. it, it's, it's typical liberal leftists. It's really, yeah. typical. it's, it's, it's crazy to me. So you've been activated because of the events that happened to you, the unforeseen events that you did not expect you or your family. Now, a lot of people didn't have those events happen to them in in that capacity. They they got shut down, whether whether it's their job, et cetera, but they weren't, Mm -hmm. their livelihoods weren't completely taken away because they were still relying on, they, they got their checks. Like you, you, did you get any, uh, what's the, what's the, um, PPP unemployment. We, we were offered a PPP loan in the beginning and it was pathetic because we had six businesses, six locations. I was like, yeah, that's going to cover like two of those leases. That's not even going to like put a dent in. We might as well just put it in our pocket, you know? But the other thing too about PPP loans is if you're not a business owner, that you don't know this, but. They wanted you to. They wanted you to give that to your employees. They wanted you to pay your employees with it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, so the employees that aren't working, you want them to get paid, but they're also getting unemployment. So you want them to like double down, while we starve to death. So it's only forgiven if we gave it to someone else that's not working to do nothing. Um, yeah. And then uh, simultaneously, the state of Oregon was saying. Salon owners, they're independent contractors. We will allow you to apply for unemployment. So we all applied for unemployment and then the system couldn't handle it. So I got rejected for months and months. And then they said, well, you got to reapply. So I reapplied, got rejected for months and months. And oh, okay, actually, you know, we just, we just perfected the system for hairstylists. So apply again. So I applied again. I didn't get any unemployment money. So I would have been dead. Okay. If we didn't like figure it out of starvation. I didn't get any unemployment money until I moved to Arizona night, like nine months later. So same like that money didn't help. 
it, no, it's garbage. I because I'm a I was an independent contractor as well in sales, and uh, I didn't see my unemployment until September of 21. Isn't that crazy? And crazy. Th- yeah, and they acted like they swept in and saved us all. They saved us from the problem they created, and they didn't save us. And then they gave us oh, tw- what was it, twenty one hundred dollars total? dollars yeah. total. And then, act, and then acted like, you know, oh, we, yeah. And then did the right thing. $10 million to Pakistan for gender studies. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Great, great job. Yep. $40 billion to Ukraine. Oh, great mm-hmm. job, guys. You guys are really helping out the American people. Fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, arm the Ukrainians, <laughs> disarm the Americans. That's right. It's totally upside down world. It's yeah. totally upside down world. None of it makes sense. And people, the fact, what bothers me is that people still buy it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is totally normal. Mm-hmm. Totally okay. Or, you know, it's still for the greater good. It's still to save lives and, you know, they're making the best choice that they can. And no. Why don't we? I mean, it would have seemed a lot more normal if we didn't have Trump for four years and then we didn't see like really the difference that everything really could be, you know? And now it's like so, like, because Trump, it wasn't that long ago. It's like less than two years ago. Yep. Now look how far everything is gone. But if it was that slow, gradual, you know, the frog in the in the slowly boiling pot, right? Like we went right from Obama and then we're just now in our second four years of Hillary, we wouldn't have noticed it as much, or people would not have noticed it as much. And now you have every every day, you know, people that they can't even afford to put gas in their tank to get to work so that they can afford gas. Like cycle. Well, yeah. and it's it's an abuse cycle is what it's what the government has done. And, you know, Ian Smith, I know you guys are familiar with him. He, he put it perfectly that they want us weak, fat mm-hmm. and stupid because yeah. weak, fat and stupid people uh, have low self-esteem and they are mm-hmm. more compliant and they are less likely to fight back. And I have been in an abusive relationship and I know that that is exactly how it works is if, if I make you, if I gaslight you, if I make you feel like you have nothing to fight back for, that you are inadequate and stupid and no one else wants you, then then I can su- successfully control you and it won't even be that hard because you just now yeah. you just are indoctrinated enough to believe me because your self-worth is so low. Americans have been told that you know they're selfish for not wearing the mask, they're selfish for reopening their salon. And so the fatter, lazier, stupider, and more isolated we are, the easier we are to control. That's why I think the conservatives are waking up because we're not. We're naturally fighting back. And the leftists are still living in the like, stay, stay home, stay safe, and wear your mask, and all that things because they they have isolated and they have gained weight and they have gotten lazy and they have been complacent and they have been compliant enough that they need someone now to tell them what to do because they can't think for themselves. Lindsay, look at the entire agenda from 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 Jump Street. They never once promoted healthy health a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. supplementation, exercise, proper sleep, sunlight. They literally promoted the complete opposite. Sit at home, wait for your money, go order DoorDash and fast food and just yep. relax. Just take take it easy. Oh, hey, if you get we the jab, we'll, we'll send you a check, bro. Get the jab. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give you some cheeseburgers and french fries. Here you go. Yeah. It's insane. It's, and it's, those are all the ones that are sick again right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's and like now, that by you, but by us it is. And now they're more likely to suffer more extreme sickness because they've been fed all that nasty food after getting it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, again, vicious cycle. Another cycle. Yeah, for sure. We're very outspoken about uh, the agenda of diet and processed foods and veganism more mm-hmm. specifically. 
quickly uh, because it's all done to weaken us. It's all mm-hmm. done to make us more obedient slaves to the to the globalist agenda. This is literally what they want for us. And the way I describe it to people, did you ever watch the show Game, Game of Thrones, Lindsay? I did, yeah. So you know uh, how the ruling class, like when Cersei walks down after she uh, gets chastised and they're screaming shame, shame, shame on her? Yeah, yeah. Peasants living in squalor. Like that's literally what they want for us. They want them mm-hmm. to live ivory towers while we're literally living off the government just getting by off of bugs and slop that's literally what they're planning for us they're already talking about articles about eating bugs and and how that's going to be a thing to save the environment and save the world we have to sacrifice our meat and 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 eat bugs they're gonna they're gonna do something with those bugs though they're gonna like put spraying with pesticides or something because they they have to do something to control what we put in our body bugs might actually be too healthy because god made bugs and that's from nature yeah. And I'm I'm thinking that there's this this mental deficit that's happening in kids right now and teens and this transgenderism and the mental the mental breaks. I feel like it has something I, to do with what they've been doing to our food and the processing plants and what they're what the FDA is approving, because you know these people that are eating McDonald's and fast food and all that every day, being overweight is not the biggest concern. Yes, it's unhealthy, but it's. The, the mental issues that we're seeing now, it's like pretty dramatic from when I was a kid and the way that, you know, our family and our culture thought and the way people think now, I'm like, dude, it's like you've really been poisoned or, or indoctrinated. And so where would that come from? Well, it's been done through generation through generation. It's, it's really been part of what they've been planning for a while. You think about our parents' generation, like when fast food really began the forties and fifties, um, the fluoridated water, the, the, the GMO the crops, TV, the, the TV dinners that all started yeah, back dinners. then. The TV dinners, the fast food, yep. it, all, it all started back then. Yeah. And, then, and then, and that got passed. So then, then, then our parents are born. They passed down all of that garbage processed food down to us through birth. Now mm-hmm. we've been exposed to it literally our entire lives, nonstop. Like literally since we were kids, get happy meals. Like I remember trying to get the toy at Mickey D's, the toy that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. When, we, when we were kids, we got way better toys. First off, um, mm-hmm. they were, it was, it weren't cheap crap. And then, uh, but it's indoctrinated. It's ingrained in our brains, and we've been watered down with all this soy, vegetable oil, all this garbage that's destroyed our body and changed our chemistry, changed who we are as as human beings. In my opinion, because they've been doing yep. it for so many generations at this mm-hmm. point, it's th- almost three, gen- four generations at this point where processed foods has been uh, been around. And now it's not just the food, though. It's also the indoctrination in schools, and I think that's what started in our generation. Where they yep. started taking civics out of school, where they started, they took home ec. They started teaching uh, the the standardized testing and all of the government funding. It, they had curriculums, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where the indoctrination was. It started with the food. Then with our generation, it was the schools. And now these kids that are coming out, like, not to say bullying was correct, but you when we were kids. If you were a feminine kid, you got beat up, you got bullied, you got made fun of. Now it's like the cool thing to do. Right. It's like Well, that's the, that's what's really scary is that it's a trend. It's one thing to embrace and love people that say, you know, okay, I'm I'm different and and here's why. Okay, well, you know, I'll show you I'll show you love and let God deal with the rest, but it's not like that now. It's a trend. It's becoming it's way cooler and Pride Month doesn't help that. No. Pride Month to me, this is what pisses me off more than anything. Pride Month to me says that when my kids walk in a store and they are not represented, 
and there's a whole month to be honoring someone that's different than you because you're because you're straight you're you're inferior you don't get any kudos for being completely like heterosexual you're only cool you're only respected if, if you're gay and that's that is that is insulting i don't get offended that's insulting and it's demeaning and it's degrading to children to say your sexuality now needs to Oh, without a doubt, I be yours. Then you know, then you're not worth being represented. Morgan Freeman says it best. They did a uh, uh, interview with him, and they were asking him about Black History Month. Mm. And he's, they're like, do you, do you want a Black History Month? He's like, he's like, no. He's like, why not? He was like, I'll ask you the same question. Do you want a Jewish month? Like, <laughs> do you want one of those? Like, why? There he is. Yeah, no, no special months, no, no special days. Just everyone gets to celebrate every day, right? Yeah, just accept people for who they are. Mm-hmm. Treat people like you want to be treated. And being the gay kid shouldn't be the coolest thing in the world. And to be honest with you, he shouldn't, he shouldn't get beat up either. He shouldn't right. get bullied. Somewhere in the middle is where it should be. You just yep. accept people for who they are. Oh, those are your choices. All right, cool. Hey, you want to go play wiffle ball? You know, like. Yeah, even even to the extent where like okay fine take away mother's day if if it's like well, let's not honor anyone i don't care yeah. take away mother's day like i can d- deem my own mother's day in my household and say honey every year this is the day that you guys are going to serve me mimosas and rub my feet it doesn't yeah. have to be a national <laughs> holiday but wipe it all out if if we're if we're going to be picky about well who's special and who's not fine no one's special no one no father's day no mother's day no valentine's day just let everyone be themselves you start going down the rabbit hole and you find out that all of those all of those holidays are created by corporations and, and oh, I'm sure. to get, I'm sure. get us to spend money and be consumer consumers. Uh home I call love your mother. Hallmark holidays, a lot of them. Every day is Mother's Day. Exactly. That's right. Thank you. You gotta love your mother every day. You gotta want a mother's month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like I wanna you can have August. How about you can have August? The transdimensional gender neutral unicorns can have July and uh, July you gave me July already. You can't take it back. There's no take backs. You can have three minutes on July 11th. <laughs> so what, what can you tell people that are sitting on the fence that are sitting here? They're like, man, I really want to get involved. I just don't know what to do. Cause there's so many of these people. Yeah. They're, they they don't have any direction. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to get involved. What what would you tell those people that are that are trying to get involved and have no idea which way to go? Um, I think that there's a lot of areas to get involved, and I think getting involved in the wrong area is the is like is going to be a huge mistake because you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to be over your head. You're going to feel like you don't belong. A lot of people ask me, "Are you going to run for office?" And I'm like, "No." Do I look like a candidate to you? But the truth is, if God calls me to, I will. But I believe that he gave me certain skills and he blessed me with certain talents. And those talents are that I can now that I can speak up freely because I've already been canceled, but also networking. Like I'm really great at remembering people's names and writing things down and connecting people. I think I made like 10 connections today of people that I thought needed to join forces to make a difference, right? Well, I think that that's my talent and doing anything other than that would be daunting and unfun and exhausting and um, not not be 
prudent in this fight because if you got the wrong person doing the wrong job, they're not doing as you're not making as much impact. So I think what's important first and foremost is to recognize your talents and in, in, impact, um, put an, make an impact in that specific area where you're already naturally talented. If you think you can help write speeches for candidates, go volunteer for a candidate. Uh, you know, if you think that you can, um, gosh, knock doors. Like if you're like, I love knocking doors. I love talking to people, go knock doors for candidates. Like there's so much to do. I just think the first thing is recognizing what your talent is and what, what it is you want to do. And then really start getting out there and, and putting that talent out there and seeing who, who wants to pick it up and who wants to ride, ride with you. Some people don't don't even want to be involved as far as talking to people. They're very, they're introverts. They just want to be left alone. Go be Computer. a poll Yep. Go Back in. Yep. Writer. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Go 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 count votes. Go go get involved any way that you possibly can. There's no. It's no longer time to sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I, you could tell that these elections are still rigged. Mike Crispy in New Jersey, uh, he lost to a 40 year incumbent, Chris Smith, who is an absolute joke. Uh, Rhino as big as he gets and he's been there unopposed and this guy runs against him had a, he got the pro, got the a column column a and still somehow lost in a state that's in shambles right now it makes wow. no no Absolutely. and i will say this like not to be too harsh but if you're sitting back and letting everyone else do the work right now shame on you i know that it's hard and i know that you're you risk a lot when you do but you you cannot sit around and let everyone else take the weight of this nation on their shoulders and then not do a single thing to help them. If you can help someone else that's um, taking on this fight, then do that. But to sit back and watch now is not the time. And there's no, there's no honor there. There's no respect there. And I mean that not from me. I mean that from yourself. The one thing that I can always say is that when I lay down at night, I know that I did the right thing. It cost me a lot. It cost me everything. I uh, I think often about what it took to do that, and yet I know it was the right thing. And I I always have that peace. I don't. I know that you know. Everyone says I will not. My kids will know that I did not sit quietly. Well, my kids will know that I did not sit by and allow this to happen. That I fought very hard. I think so many people fail to realize that that when this is all written and all done. They're going to look back at their involvement, what they did, and their kids are going to ask them and their grandkids are going to ask them, Mm -hmm. hey, what did you do during this crazy time? Yep. You're not going to be able to say that I stood for what was right. I did whatever. They're going to have to say I did what everybody else did. I got vaccinated. I I shut down my business. I cowered in the corner. I didn't speak Mm -hmm. up and I did nothing. And and I I 100% agree with you, Lindsay it's way past that time. Like there's, it's no longer time to sit here and be like, ah, I'm worried about the consequences of, of saying things or people uh, attacking me. Our country mm-hmm. is really at stake. Like look at what is going on in the United States of America. Never mind. What have you told, told yourself this five, five years ago that this would be the future of America. You'd have laughed at yourself. You're like you're out of, right. your, fun, you're out of your damn mind yep. yeah, here in America. And, and look at where it's at right now. Look at what's going on. There's food shortages. They want, they want us to be on bread lines like gas is mm-hmm. a gajillion dollars and it's only going to get worse. And and you're sitting here worried about what other people think or worried or being about being called a racist on social media. Who cares? It's oh like the, 
It's like the least of our concerns right now is what names people, complete strangers are calling you. This is why I've been very outspoken against the the anonymous community as well. Like we need to, it's no longer time to be anonymous. Like we need to come out and stand behind what we believe in. We need to come out and put our face behind it and be like, hey, my name is James Curry. This is what I stand for. This is what I'm willing to die for. And I'm going to fight, fight to the end. Most people won't even do that. People are, are, are scared to, to just say what they believe. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, want to offend let alone you. act on it yeah exactly oh i don't yeah. want to offend you meanwhile meanwhile our opening is chicks with dicks in a top, <laughs> top in a top gun reference because <laughs> number one movie in america right now that's uh, right and it's and it's and it's very appropriate since it's pride month we got to show our pride for chicks with yeah. dicks. guess what that movie too it took everyone back to the 80s where these dudes were tough they were toxic masculinity. They were manly and the women loved them. And it's like, hmm, gosh, there's something to be said about that, isn't there? Yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. is not a soy boy. No, I mean, well, he does well, not portray well, one in the film, no. Yeah, that's that's no, correct. His character, I'm sorry, his character <laughs> is not a soy boy. Say we'll have to we'll have to make a differ on that one. Um, <laughs> um, my man's done some some very skeptical things, disgusting, some very soy things. Very <laughs> thing. Um, no, it's it's. I I heard it was actually an anti woke movie. Like it, I, I have to go see it. I was I was mm-hmm. not forward to it because but you look at Hollywood. There's no original ideas. No one's come up with anything. It's always remakes or like uh, rehashes of a of another movie that was that was great back in the day and they always destroy it. It's always woke. Like look at the Ghostbusters and yeah, so many yeah. movies. So I was like, ah, I'm not even gonna bother. But then everybody was saying that this movie is actually like anti woke, like Yes. Pride almost type yeah. movie. Good. Good. I think maybe it's like the turning of the tides, you know? People yeah. coming back to their roots and old traditional and values. That- Seeing how well this movie is doing in the box office too just shows you where people want to put their money. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go see woke crap. And to be right. honest with you, if they, I mean, yeah. I'm so sick of seeing the superhero movies and whatnot. Like, if that's your thing, fine. But I just feel like they overdid it so much. It's so refreshing to see like a movie like this be top of the box office. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's still a rehash. Like, there still isn't any original ideas. Like when we were, there were so many great movies that came out with that were just original ideas and now it's just all remakes like this remade scream like <laughs> did they really oh my gosh yeah. well yeah. And like Which even one? The, yeah right the disney <laughs> remakes are starting to piss me off too because it's like they're changing the entire plot line like they're remaking cinderella but wait now she doesn't want to get married she doesn't want to be tied down to traditional values and be a slave to her man she wants her own career and so, so is he going to support me and by the way the fairy godmother is a dude you guys think i'm like kidding no, it's, no, no, it's, no, it's no, real no. okay I, I love musicals i'm like totally a nerd i love musicals and i refuse to watch that movie it's killing me they're all garbage disney is uh, unfortunately yep. an evil evil place uh yep. so many people have not seen disney as that they've seen it as this magical world they Grew up loving it, the characters, the movies, the stories, the fairy tales, the fantasy. But in reality, when you peel back the layer of the onion, Disney is one of the most evil, disgusting places in the world and has mm-hmm. perpetuated that evil uh, throughout their movies and throughout their work uh, constantly. Monsters Inc. is all about adrenochrome. That's right. I know. I know. Don't go down the rabbit hole there, James. <laughs> we can have some fun with that. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Where how far we have come 
as a society. And I think that, like you said, Lindsay, the tide is turning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think because the media has such a blowhorn, they've been able, they've done such a good job at censoring us and and silencing us and deleting accounts. Mm -hmm. It seems like we're the minority. Like they really did a good job of making it seem like we're alone. This is why they don't show the yep. Trump rallies. This is why they don't show the boat parades or all the support that Donald Trump gets or the conservative movement gets. Well, Liz, real quick, how can how can everyone find you before we have to wrap this show up? Like, uh, let's see. I'm on email addresses. It, if they want to invite yes. you on their show, if they want to reach out to you, get your book. Give us the whole gamut right here, and James will put it in the uh, patriotbarbie.com has everything. You can buy my book. You can find me on social media. You can email me, contact me, download my podcast. All those things is patriotbarbie.com, and then on social media, I'm real Lindsey Graham and the dot patriot dot Barbie. Very active on Instagram. I'm trying to get back on Facebook. Just fine, you know but what I've been, what's I'm on truth too. Yep, Patriot Barbie. I was looking for you. I couldn't find you anywhere. Oh, really? We'll have to find you. Send me your thing. I'm on there. I'm just not very active. Okay. But um, yeah. So patriotbarbie.com. Go pick up a copy of Lindsay's book. Nice. I'm gonna get one. Check, Thank you. Check out her podcast. Uh, where can everybody find the show on, on patriotbarbie.com as well? Yeah, they can go to patriotbarbie.com, and my show has a page on there. And also on the Patriot Podcast Network. That's right. Exclusively, exclusively on Roku TV. Lindsay, we really appreciate everything that you do. You're yes. a true patriot. You're an inspiration to both men and women. Uh, Thank you. More Absolutely. people like you. Uh, and, and I'm very thankful for the work that you do. And you inspire myself as well to, to keep keep fighting because some days it gets tough. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for those who, who've been following us know that I'm dealing with my puppy. I want to end the show a little. Uh, keep everybody have keep keep everybody praying for Marley Girl. Uh, we didn't we didn't get good news, uh, but we're going to keep up the good fight, uh, and we're going to do everything that we possibly can to give her the longest, best quality of life life that she can she can have. Um, so keep keep her in her prayers in your prayers. I, I can't thank everybody enough. We sent love and uh prayers towards her over this past couple of days it's been it's been a rough couple of days for myself so when you have when you when you're going through all this negative stuff in our country and you run into a person like you it's truly inspiring and and makes you want to keep fighting and keep working and not give up uh so thank you again for all the thank work you go pick up a copy of Lindsay's book check out her podcast the she show right show um and until next time guys we're the ones we go all
of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. The truth.